See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Holy hell. I've done this a hundred times. Wow. And with me, as usual, as always, most of the hundred is... Dr. Morbius. Dr. Morbius. You're listening to Slow Robot A Go-Go. Big, big, big show number one zero zero. Or... Big show number one oh oh. And the fun, the the one thing that uh-huh. that when you said that it made me think that means that I've I've come to your house at least eighty times. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a lot. No wonder the cats just love you. They're like, hey, it's yeah, this guy it's again. Like a family member. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, how's it going? What up, man? Yeah. <laughs> That's what the cats say. Yeah, and cat uh, talk. Yeah, cat. You you've been through one death of the cats, in fact. Oh yeah, yeah I know. So um yeah what what. what Again, if you don't know what we're doing after our hundred shows, then wow, get on the trolley, everyone. This is Slow Robot A Go Go. Yeah, we're not gonna explain it to you. I'm gonna anyway. I do my shtick every time. We are the podcast that uh, is dedicated to reliving the love and memories felt for old, forgotten, misbegotten movies, uh, mostly of the B through Z variety. Although today we're doing some hundredth uh, show spectaculars, stuff like that. So we're a little bit off of our normal routine but there's still some some routine there because we don't want everyone to get all nutty you know you get too get you get too off of your your routine people get a little crazy yeah you there. don't want to get too crazy and do yeah, stuff crazy do bad stuff so if you were in the mood for entertainment i have a spot that you should go you should go to bunchofdorks.com because although you can find all this crap on stitcher and itunes and slice and blah blah bleep, 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 you can go to bunchofdorks.com there you'll be presented with the three buttons of mystery first one slow robot a go-go that's us. Second one is a comic book podcast called Two Dimension Comic Book Podcast. The comic book podcast with no direction, starring the likes of King Don, Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown, Dallas, aka Houston, and Rook take takes pawn. Okay. Rook pawns his guitars. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, and then the third button, the last button, the final button in this list of entertainment, this hub of entertainment, is of course bunch of dorks. That's actually just a bucket of me, a bunch of me, bunch of dork. That's me talking stupid and playing music, of which I have gotten five new bands to sign up, and I think there's a whole bunch more coming, so the music uh, library continues to grow with new and exciting stuff. So yay for all that pitch and shtick and whatnot. If you want to hear about my trials and tribulations in a different country, then go to kimchiagogo.wordpress.com and Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. What you got going on, bro? (laughs) Wow. That was a lot of stuff, man. (laughs) I drink a lot of coffee! (laughs) Damn. Uh, I got the uh, Destination Nightmare blog where we do comics and we do occasional podcasts and all that good stuff. So go Google it, go there, and uh, check it out. Yeah, nice. And Destination Nightmare. Yeah, that, Destination yeah? Nightmare. Nice. That will be the name. All right. And did you see I got one of these things? What is that? It's a it, it's a counter. Like Wait. like the uh the place um what's that place? Uh, Office Depot closed. 
Uh, and and I saw this on a pile of stuff. It's one of those oh, little well, Office Depot closed. It just the one over by us. It's the, oh really? That one closed? Yeah, oh, it's wow. closing. So if you're looking for some bargains, go in and oh, uh, get them. Last time I went there, I got some cheap uh, blank uh, media. I'm gonna have to go back. Oh yeah, no, there. dude. There's that, and that stuff is all over the place. Oh, I'll go there. So the way home. I um I got myself a Samsonite uh, luggage scale, so I can you know you can accurately oh. weigh. And I got one of those little clickers. So I think I think the first thing I'm gonna do with my clicker is I'm gonna there's this light. I always get on the way home from work and I'm going to like, I'm going to count how many times in a month I get the red light and I'll bet you it's going to be like 28 out of 30. <laughs> it's amazing. So I'm going to leave it in my car and every time I get the light, I'm going to go and I, I, uh, I got, I got the light uh, 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 just on the way home. Cause it's a very odd thing. So yay for that. I also got the Joan Jett newest album on vinyl. She's, Unvarnished. She's, yeah. Really? She put out a record? Or yeah. I got a, I got it on vinyl, but then it also included the digital download. So you, that means you won't listen to the vinyl then. No, I do. Oh, you do. Yeah, oh yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a, it's good. It's Joan Jett. She hasn't missed a beat. Joan Jett's kind of like AC/DC, yeah. in the fact that you know you know what you're getting. You're not gonna go like, oh, what is this AC/DC doing opera? No, the first one sounds like the last one. All 90 albums of theirs. Sound, yeah, that's that sound pretty true. much the same, and that's kind of how Joan Jett is. Um, doesn't really give in to the pressures or changes in musical. <laughs> Uh, you know, Style. popularity styles and popularity. She does what she does, and if you like it, cool. If not, well, go pound sand, as nobody says. All right. So, what did you watch this week? Uh, what did I watch? I gotta do a cutting because I'm like off the charts today. I'm so excited for our hundredth show. I think that's what it is. I watched. Um, <laughs> that's Uh-oh. a good question. <laughs> You're like, huh? I don't know what the hell I watched. Does does um. I can't. Does celebrity bowling count? Okay. Celebrity bowling. What okay. is that? I went and f- <laughs> I went on my Roku and I was looking through some of the free stations that they had. <laughs> and um, there's one called the Retro Channel or whatever. So I go on there and there's maybe like 20 or 30 programs, but one of them says celebrity bowling. I went, oh, that's cool. It's basically like <laughs> a show from the 70s. Like Macho Man's there and no, uh, and, uh, no, no. I'll tell you who's uh, the ones that I saw. But it's like Alan Hale. Yes, people like that bowling. It's just fascinating. Paul Lynn, Alan Hale, you're like, yeah. Basically, I mean, no, I think Paul Lynn couldn't bowl. I think yeah. it was like, <laughs> anyway. Um, it's just celebrities from that era just bowling, and they're mostly terrible, but it's just kind of fun because it's like you see these people like falling and shit yeah, like yeah. that. So they just take every week, they took the cast of uh, Fantasy Island and Love Boat and just said, okay, now go to Studio B, and we're going to do the bowling <laughs> show. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw one before, not in this, not in this uh group of ones that they had one before where the Brady Bunch kids were bowling oh my god and I think they were like it was after the Brady Bunch so they were older already you know so they were kind of like bowling there but in but in this one <laughs> I saw like uh, who was it Jethro after the way after the oh, Beverly yeah. Hillbillies he was there <laughs> um the guy, uh, what's that guy that was in, he, oh, he, you, you won't remember him, but he was Richard Deacon. He was this big, goofy, bald guy that was in Dick Van Dyke's show and Leave it to Beaver. He's there bowling with his, like, a, <laughs> like, his little blue jumpsuit, and he falls, like, twice on the floor wow. or whatever. It's just, it's just kind of interesting because see these celebrities, like, out of their, like, character and just, like. Just being them. Just being, like, crappy bowlers like I am, so it was oh, just kind of fun or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, it was like, uh, but one, the one that surprised me the most was like, uh, and he was really young with, uh, I think he was bowling with Brenda Vaccaro was Michael Douglas. <laughs> wow. Like, so he got his start on celebrity bowling or something. Yeah, and, and then then out of nowhere, somebody that like, you know, Ginger from the, from the whatchamacallit, exactly. it gets a 300 because she's like a bowling fanatic. You know what I mean? Like there's always yeah. one that's like, 
crazy with it. Like, remember Jerome Bettis? Jerome Bettis was, yeah, was yeah, like yeah. had his a bowling league alley in his house and stuff, and he was nuts with bowling. Like, that's great. <laughs> so I was watching that, and the other mm. thing I watched is a cool documentary called Sunset Strip about the Sunset Strip in LA. Oof. How it how it went from being like kind of like a, a showbiz, nice clubs and all that to like this rock and roll, you know, mess mm. that it is now. But the thing I didn't know was back then when it was like this real great celebrity. There was also like brothels to the side. And it was it basically it became it went from Sunset Strip in California and it moved to Las Vegas, you know, all that stuff. And it just became bigger and more wow. intense. But then it shows you like what happened in the '60s with all the youth people. And it has a really cool part where you got where you actually see. Um, Peter Fonda getting arrested for real during one of the riots. <laughs> and he's like getting arrested and all of a sudden he's in the bus and it's a film. And as you see him, wa- uh, the bus going away, he's banging on the wall and he's, and he's, and he's yelling out Bob Denver's in the, in the, and he's outside. He's going, Bob, help me, help me. You're thinking it's a movie, but it's real. It was wow. Just, it was just strange. So yeah, that's, that's what cool. I've been checking out this week. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. And Your turn. A, oh my God. I don't have a whole lot, but I have some. Let's see. Okay. I, oh well, I have. I watched all of the Indiana Jones uh, on TV. It was a marathon for all the Christmas movies? Day. Yeah, they had. They were playing them all, and I watched them all because I actually like them. Even the crappy ones, I still watch them. Go, yeah, whatever. You know, it's all right. Um, then I watched the day after tomorrow. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's just whatever. And then I watched that old uh, the sci-fi one, Serenity. That was the mm. like the Firefly wrap-up movie kind of thing. Oh, okay. And then I watched Evil Tunes. Although, sadly, I fell asleep before I saw the very end of Evil Tunes, but it was a pretty rough movie. I don't know if I'll see the ending of yeah, it. Yeah, you said you watched all the Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. Did you ever see Indiana Jones? Oh, wait, that was a different <laughs> kind of movie. No, that wasn't on the marathon. Oh, okay. That was a different kind. <laughs> yeah. That was a good I. one, though. Yeah, I, and I, you know, they get a lot of criticism, and um, there's some parts I like, some parts I don't like. Some of them are che- more cheeseball than others, but... The reality of it is, like the, the Indiana Jones stuff is a very fun franchise. You know, um, I don't know. I wouldn't really want to see Shia LaBeouf take it over. Shia uh, LaBeouf. Whatever. That's that's not even they, a name. They set him up to be like take it over, and I I don't want him to. But um, we'll see. You never know. You know um, who turned down uh, Indiana Jones, right? Wasn't it uh, Kurt Russell? Magnum did too. Tom Selleck turned it down too. No, nah, maybe Kurt Russell didn't. He might. He have. had something with. I don't know. Magnum P.I., that wouldn't have been the same. That wouldn't have been good. That was her first choice. That wouldn't have been as good. He was like, Harrison Ford brings hit that to to it. You know, like, yeah. he is, like, kind of that character. You know, so. He is now. Yeah, man, no shit. All right, let's take a quick uh, trailer break, and then when we come back, we'll be going over our 100th show spectacular top 10 lists. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. seems deserted. That monster's on the loose right here in town. Anybody catch sight of this thing? Well, a few kids playing in the street said he was 20 feet tall, covered with long hair, and had great big teeth. Behind these empty streets, these windows shut in fear, lies the strange story of a young girl who knows the secret of the teenage monster. Fascinated by an evil demon, unable to control her sinister desires, she leads the monster to his prey, sacrificing an entire town to his insatiable lust for human life. 
I don't like to be stolen from her. I don't like to be laughed at. Oh, but it's not going to happen anymore. Because Charles won't let it. He'll kill anybody who does. Even you, I think. <gasps> Joe Martindale came in this morning. Lost six of his blooded steers last night and a rider. The steers had their throats torn out and the rider, Bill Begley, was beat to death. It's that thing again. I'll meet you back at the office. I'm gonna have to go, Ruth. You stay in town. That thing's loose on the range again, not 15 miles from your mine. What was it? It was that thing. Harry and horrible and... Oh, it was awful. Yeah. I saw him, the monster. He ran away from this barn carrying the girl. A posse in panic, not knowing what they'll find. Man, beast, or demon from another world as they pursue the loathsome killing thing they call the teenage monster. Now, a motion picture of pulse-pounding excitement. Of desire and flame to madness and murder by the wild, provocative young bodies of the Go-Go Girls. Who are the Go-Go Girls? How do they live? Some live only for kicks, and they take their love where they find it. Anywhere, anytime. They get their men. But sometimes it's the wrong kind. A psycho who gets his kicks a different way. The most terrifying of them all. A madman who murdered to a wild rock beat. See Psycho a go go. What fiendish horror lurked in the mind of this sadistic madman? Who were the victims of this hideous monster's orgies? What horrifying role did a little girl and her doll play in his savage, midnight world? Psycho Agogo. His hate and twisted cravings suddenly focused on this one beautiful nightclub star. What drove this maniac to take her, any way he could? And he would kill anyone who stood in the way of his insane desire, including her. It's explosive and shocking in every terrifying scene. See the pulse-pounding Go-Go Girls, haunted by the most terrifying psycho of them all. If you are strong enough to stand the shock, See Psycho a go go and live an incredible nightmare of fiendish terror. Psycho a go go. All right, that was Teenage Monster and Psycho a go go. Both good movies, both yeah. highly recommended. Yeah, a big recommend. So, for our top, for our hundredth show, yay for us, we we're we're going to revisit our top ten movies of all time list because. For the most part, my my list is very fluid. Um, there's only there's probably only three or four that are like always gonna be there, you know. And then they're always there. And then um, the other ones kind of come and go. Some like they drop out of the top ten, they drop back into the top ten. So what is your top ten list? Do you have oh, it with you? Me? Oh me. Yeah, okay. we're gonna kick off with Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown. Yes, 
we, we, we have to write things down. The older you get, the less your mind retains. All right, what do we have here? Well, I mean, like you said, these are fluid. Mm-hmm. Not not as a fu- not as in liquid. And but these are um, our top ten lists. So although you're going to be like, how could that make the top ten list? That's why they're ours. They're everyone's top ten is very subjective and very uh, unique to themselves. And of course, this is my top ten list for today. It could yeah, be tomorrow different would tomorrow. be totally different. You know, it could be totally different. You know, so it's just today. Talk to me tomorrow. I may have a different list for you, but that's the way it goes. All right, uh, here we go. Top ten list. Are these in order? No. Okay, because I I didn't do mine in order either. Un- uh, unfortunately, the top three are the, in order, but you know. I'll try to. Uh, maybe I'll try to get them in chronological order. Nah, that's probably be too difficult. But um, I'll try to do them in chronological order if I can. All right, King Kong, classic. Yeah. Never, never, never been a better. The seventies? No, 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 The two no, thousands no, or no, the no. original? Original. Uh-huh. Yeah, original recipe, man. None of that. None of that uh, <laughs> newer stuff, you know. None of the. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, a classic, uh, a magical movie. Saw it when I was a kid, of course. Um, they've tried to unseat the king, but they can never do it. No. All right, let's let's go. Not the first Frankenstein, but. Bride of Frankenstein. First one's a classic, of course. You know, the Boy, they just... That, I saw that on D, on uh, Blu-ray, but it was 17 bucks. I'm like, come on, man. Well, kind of it's break. not yeah. that bad, honestly. No, well, I, I know, but... Uh. I mean, I remember, <laughs> I, remember buying, I remember paying 17 for DVDs back in the day. So. I know, and, and I thought about it, and I was like, eh, come on. Um, yeah, I mean, the first, ki- the first Frankenstein, great movie, introduced the character, introduced... Boris Karloff, the makeup, the whole nine yards, but they just—it's just a better movie. It, it was at by 1935, they had integrated more music into it. There was more humor in it. There was like um, there was a lot more going on. So one of the classics of all time. Okay, let's see here. Well, let's go to the 50s now. Uh, the Creature from the Black Lagoon, one of the classic monsters from oh, Universal yeah. of all time. Again. Hasn't been remade, thank God. They couldn't. They could never do a better suit than they did for that creature. All right, now we're going to go basically into the 60s, where most of these movies come from, because that's my favorite era of movie making. So these are in no. Oh wait, wait, no, no. Here's some. Here's more from the 50s, actually. Um, from Hammer, the British studio. They're, they're the ones who took the hand. They, they basically took the Frankenstein and the Dracula and the monsters and colorized them and mm. added a lot of more sex and violence. They spiced them up a lot. Nice. Yeah, made, they're like, we can make this actually... Yeah. We can know, make something. it actually that'll scare you and might get your, you know, <laughs> it might get your, you know, whatever flowing. Anyway, Horror of Dracula, the first Christopher Lee Dracula oh, classic okay. with a, with Christopher Lee and uh, Peter Cushing going at it as uh, Van Helsing and uh, and Dracula. Nice. Great. When I saw it, I saw it on a late night on TV, and it was just like, it was pretty, It. it I mean, I can't say that it scared me, but it was it was striking as the way, how different it was from the original right. uh, Bela Lugosi one. Uh, and the second one in that series, which was not with Christopher Lee, is called Brides of Dracula, which is also pretty good because it took a whole different psychological turn and in this one Dracula is kind of like a mama's boy but <laughs> he ends up turning his mother into a vampire so it's got all this other weird sh- you know stuff going on and again 
Peter Cushing's one of the greats as uh, Van Helsing. Yeah. Uh, from from like '65. One of my favorite Vincent Price's. That's uh, this one has been remade, unfortunately, two or three times. The more they remake it, the worse it gets. With the last man on earth, <laughs> which usual. was I Am Legend, which oh, is the Omega yeah, Man, yeah. And the whole nine yards. Vincent Price, which was weird casting for the character, but I think it worked, and it was black and white, and it was it was a weird one. Scary. That was that was totally kind of different than the all that re it all is. the reiterations. Like it, it is. It was much. It's more melancholy and moody and yeah, like, it was way different. It way, was different. way different. I, I was expecting okay, I've seen this story three times. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be the same crap. And when I watched it, I was like, wait, this is to- this is like different. It was in a. It wasn't like a sci-fi bonanza. It was just no. like a kind of like a little personal story. And it and it is a movie that Night of the Living Dead. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah, see the influence it had on everyone. Yeah, you know, time, yeah. um, just crazy. Yeah, know? I mean, just the just the. The vampire slash zombies knocking on his house, boarded up little house at night. You know, yeah. it's just that scene is almost lifted for constant, to- constant like nagging. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. wow. Okay, let's see. Well, here we're going to another genre, which would be this one wasn't on my list that I gave you. This was a, this, I changed something here. Uh, the 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 movie that basically changed westerns would be A Fistful of Dollars. The oh. uh, first. Uh, First, uh, Clint Eastwood. This one, this was a game changer for yeah, the whole was. genre. Yeah, it was. It just turned its on, and it's and it's an, still an amazing movie as as well as well as uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and for a few dollars more yeah. and all that. But yeah. I just took the first one because it was just the the first one I saw that made the. There's been a couple iconic uh, westerns that Clint Eastwood has been had has hand in oh, that sure, were like yeah, wow, yeah. you know, just kind of grab you, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he basically took. He basically like took John Wayne and just twi- twisted it upside down. Yep. You know what was the one that he was in, Unforgiven? That was where like he's older and it's a real, yeah, really yeah. dark kind of saying like, "Hey, it's not really cool to kill people. Yeah, you carry right, that right. weight with you forever and stuff." It was a really good. Um, and then Gene Hackman was in it and he was actually right. good. Hackman's hit or miss for me. But in that one, he was really good, you know. Well, there was one and that he did later on. It was an American movie called High Plains Drifter, where he's yeah. like the evil spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they had wronged yeah. him, and he painted the town oh, red. Man. That one. I saw that in a theater. That Dude, was like, wow. I watched that so much. I watched that so much. That's a, that's an interesting movie. Yeah. Okay, uh, going to okay, going back a couple of years, the two black and white Italian classics with... Uh, Barbara Steele, who was her? It was her birthday yesterday. You should watch that. You should watch these movies if you can <laughs> find them, which you can on YouTube. Uh, Black Sunday, the first Mario Bava directed movie. And, That's on uh, Netflix. Yep, and Castle of Blood, not on Netflix, but you can find it mm. on uh, YouTube. Nice. Uh, two, two, basically the Italians did the same thing that Hammer did. They took Universal type said, movies. Hey, let's make this punch it up a little bit. They punched the hell out of it. They made them moodier, uh, scarier, sexier, creepier. Because the, the thing about these movies that actually adds to the the thing is the atmosphere. Because Black Sunday was more set based, but like Castle of Blood is actually filmed in like a European castle. So you're not building something. It's the real deal, you know. And you're making a movie about ghosts in a castle, and you know you're you're there in a in a castle that it has had people die there. So it just adds to the creep factor. And when I saw yeah. these again, I saw these as a kid on TV. They were a lot. Up, huh? They were a lot different to me than anything made America because it was just, it was a whole different world. It just felt different. It might not have been as scary or as fast moving, but it just felt different to me. And for that reason, I like them a lot. 
Cool. Uh oh yeah, and um, I saw this movie in the theater. This was this was my one the one sci-fi that really flipped me out when I saw it as a kid. Planet of the Apes. You know, nice. The first one. Oh that, yeah. That thing just like. You know, and I know you don't yeah. really dig new movies, but those the newer uh, Planet of the Apes are actually pretty good. Um, I I enjoy those. That your list? That's my list. Sticking to it? All right, I have some. Wait, I changed it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I have a bunch of honorable mentions. I have almost as many honorable mentions as I do list. Uh, the Mysterions are on the honorable mention. Um, honorable mention. The Thing, the John Carpenter one. Uh, Dude, Where's My Car? It's oh, just a stupid... On. Hey, my list, man. Toy Story, the original one. Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Enter the Dragon and the Blues Brothers are all on my honorable mention. How and can you put Enter the Dragon and Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, my God. One's a classic. Hey, these are... Yeah, Dude, Where's My Car is a classic. Oh. Ah, <laughs> hey, these are movies I enjoy. I watch a lot, and that's oh. just the way, why they're there. Okay. Come on, man. Go on. I didn't trash on your list. Go, you got to go, go, go. let it go. Keep going. I knew I'd get some shit from you. I'm surprised you didn't jump in, jump on me for the Blues Brothers, because I know you said you didn't no, like that I'll, one. I'll even, I'll even consider that a movie. Yeah. Go. All right. Uh, this is uh, the top three spots are my always there. Uh, number one, of course, Godzilla. Uh, that's my my number one. Number two, The Day the Earth Stood Still. That yeah, was my yeah. all-time favorite sci-fi. Yeah. Of course, I'm not talking about the new one. I'm talking about the old one. Uh, in the kung fu genre, Master of the Flying Guillotine yep, makes yeah. my list top ten. Uh, that one is a movie I watch and watch and watch and enjoy it. Um, I think when I was a kid, the first that was the first time I saw the the kumite style, where there was all all these different styles, and they were almost went into more of a fantasy where the the yoga master had the extending arms and the <laughs> and the fights with without knives that has knives cool. like there's a the kumite is a, is where it really picks up and you're like yeah this is awesome you know that's a cool movie um oh and I just brushed over them but of course Godzilla I'm I'm the huge Godzilla fan and the day the earth stood still for me that movie means more to me than most any other movie ever made only because of the examination of the human condition. And, um, I don't know, just re- for some reason it resonates with me in a way that I can't describe. It just means a great deal to me. Uh, the next one on my list, The Big Lebowski. Um, the Dude. Very complete movie, very funny movie. That one has a, a, a very interesting humor aspect to it. The next one I had to labor over a bit. Um, I'm going to put down the original Terminator. Okay. Now, the, what was the laboring is uh, Terminator 2 was one of those where the sequel might have been better than the original only because of the money there. The 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 story was good in the first one, which is why I gave the first one the nod. The right, story yeah, is yeah. a bit stronger. Second one was a very good movie. Very uh, kind of interesting visually with the liquid metal guy, uh, Terminator, but also... Linda Hamilton was kicked up a couple notches. The, you know, Arnold was the good guy instead, and it was it was a good movie. Terminator Two to me was a very good movie as well, but Terminator One has started it all. Uh, from the anime genre, Ghost in the Shell. Um, I almost put down Akira, because Akira is one of those very um, mind blowing experiences as far as anime is concerned. But Ghost in the Shell is. Uh, one that I really love. 
All right, aliens. And here again, it could have been alien, could have been aliens. <laughs> I went with aliens. Alien resurrection. No, um, aliens is the creepiest sci-fi movie I've ever seen. Um, there's more gory. There's more suspenseful. There's the and there's more original. And there's more original, of course. But the the ma- but the all that stuff together, that is a hell of a creepy movie. And you don't know where it's coming at you next, and it's just good. Uh, right in line with your western, I chose the good, the bad, and the ugly for mm-hmm. mine. No, no disrespect to Fistful of Dollars. No disrespect to a Once Upon a Time in the West. But for me, the good, the bad, and the ugly is just freaking awesome. Uh, I, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, everyone. Okay, the next one on my list. There's three left. The next one on my list list is Fantastic Voyage. That uh, is um, wow. just a silly. Forgot about that. It's one. a and it's not a great it's movie. Animation. It's not a great movie. It's just a fun movie. It, it, I like it. I like everything oh, about you know, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I to, you're, not, you're talking about the cartoon. You're talking about the one where they go inside the body. They go inside the body, yeah, and and fun, and yeah. it's just cool and wacky. And Raquel Welsh wears a bikini, and yay. So all that's great. Yeah. Kill Bill had to put it on there. Um, you had to do that, didn't you? I'm sorry, but yes. And I'm counting that as... I'm counting one and two as just one story. I get it. Some people don't like two. Some people like two more than one. I don't give a shit. Well, um, if you put in Kill Bill, you have to give honorable mention to all the movies that it stole from. <laughs> I can't name so a hundred. You could, I don't have so, time to name so, 150. Um, okay, all right. Because okay, yeah, li- literally he has like 100 movies in yeah, there. Uh-huh. Kill Bill is a casserole of other good movies. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's the hot dog of movies. It's a paella of, of uh, you know, for the Spanish-speaking people of... Uh, Sure, why not? And the last on my list, and if you're counting, that's 11 in my top 10, Sex and Fury. Oh, yeah, right, right. Hot chick in a samurai, with a samurai sword, naked, jumps out of a hot tub and starts hacking people up in the snow. You win. You win uh, one everything. You're the greatest movie that's ever been made. So that's all. that was my top 10 list with honorable mentions, one of which... Sent Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown into a seething, oh, yeah. tearful hatred towards oh, me, yeah. but that's okay. It's it's a running joke from now on. Dude. Dude, where's my list? <laughs> where's my list, dude? Dude, that's... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> that's, well, you had two dudes. You had the dude from the Big Lebowski yes, and Dude, where's I my did. car? Yes, I did. You're right. Man, I'm, wow. I'm, my list is deuterific. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> hey, So how's Duder doing anyway? <laughs> Well, you know, that's just like, you know, your opinion, man. Yeah, well, yeah, man. <laughs> what, the Big Lebowski, what are the, when that guy's reading him the riot act, that cop, yeah. and he goes, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening, and he hits him in the face with that, with his coffee mug. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I did uh, see that in the movie theater. Yeah, that was an amusing I really, movie. I really enjoyed that. And you can tell with my list, I tried to, like, choose representatives from, like, most of the genres I like. I even was going to get, like, a, a some kind of a horror movie, but I was like, eh, I just meant mostly my favorites, but I wanted to uh, include different styles, different genres. And, of course, if you ask me next week, that list, for the most part, would be all different except for the top three or four, uh, which will always be Oh, there. no, except for Dude, Where's My Car? That's, that's, number, there that's number one. That's you know? forever. That's number one. I almost was thinking about putting Jaws in there because the original Jaws scared the shit out of me when I was a that's kid. That's going to be our next show. It's going to be classic movies that that well, I've never seen. And really? Jaws would be one of them. Did so we're gonna do well. Should that should be a show or a list? Are you serious? Top ten movies. Yes, top ten movies, classic movies that I've, that we've never seen. That no. could be a show. One itself. list that we should do, or one show we should do, is talk about movies that we're supposed to like and don't. 
That's because there's one. a bunch of them that are like these that people talk about with tears of joy in their eyes, and I'm like, what a piece yeah. of trash. You know, like I can't get through them, and and some people like the 2001. I couldn't even yeah, get through that yeah. damn movie. Well, you you weren't doing acid at the time, so it didn't work for you. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work with you know with like being sober. So I got gotcha. you, and that's not a booze film. No. Because <laughs> like if you're drinking, you're like, no. oh my god, get to the point. It's like, they just, it's like just, it, if it was a booze film, you just rip it out of the machine and crack <laughs> it in half and go, what is this shit, crack? <laughs> no, no. I mean, like if it was a booze film, you'd be like, take this out and put it in Dude Where's My Car. All right, so that was our list. If we've forgotten some or missed some, why don't you go on Facebook and tell us all about it? But you won't, because everyone's lazy. And uh, now we're going to do some trailers, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking about... We each chose our own movies to talk to you about to in celebration of our 100th show. Okay. What, what, did, what, did, you, what did you... Do you want to give them a, a sneak peek? you want to tell them what, what it is, or wait till after the break? No, we'll wait till after the break. Okay, you have to wait with bated breath as that thing is coming soon. Fresh British. American International Pictures offer two extreme tales of shock. Super shock. One. The ultimate nightmare. Cannibal girls. There is never a meat shortage for cannibal girls. The sound of a bell will warn you when to close and open your eyes. When it rings, close your eyes and try to forget cannibal girls. Super Shock 2. You may never sleep again after experiencing raw meat. Imagine if each one died. The others ate him. Raw meat, a bloody cut above from the land of the hungry dead. Cannibal Girls and Raw Meat together, a full color. Fresh British. Rated R from American International Pictures. Bruce Lee is gone, but his supreme style of fighting goes on and on in Goodbye, Bruce Lee, his last game of death. Bruce Lee, he's more than a memory to his millions of brothers of all colors, and now he's back. Hear Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talk about the mysterious death of his close friend and teacher, Bruce Lee, and see exciting footage of Jabbar and Lee in actual martial arts competition. Goodbye, Bruce Lee, his last game of death. Bruce Lee, the Muhammad Ali of martial arts, who fought his way from the ghettos of Hong Kong and San Francisco to become the most exciting fighting legend of our time. And now he's back. Terry Levine presents an Aquarius Films release. Goodbye, Bruce Lee, his last game of death. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. All right, and that's Cannibal Girls and Goodbye, Bruce Lee. Goodbye, Bruce Lee. We hardly knew ye. Okay, well, for and like I said, we for our 100th show, we each went our own separate way and picked out a movie that we wanted to uh, really kind of spotlight and highlight for you guys out there in listener land. And I chose Terminator uh, because, of course, it was on my top ten list, but also I'm a huge fan of Terminator. And for your listening pleasure, I watched all of them. Um, Terminator 1, 2, 3, and Salvation. Uh, it had been a while since I watched the original. And and this isn't like, oh, this is, doesn't hold up. 
it's still a very good movie. The original one really has the feel of this. It wasn't supposed to be what it is. I don't like it, it wasn't. I don't think it was made to be a franchise. It wasn't made to be like holy hell, and it just hit big. It came out at the right time. It was the right feel. It, everything was kind of perfect about it. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. It it hit at the right time, and it just was a very solid, well-made movie that had no right to be what it is now. You know, a franchise because that the Terminator series. I guess you can say since they're making a fifth one, there's been a TV show. It's it's obvious it's it's a franchise, and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. And I'm sure sometime in my life I'm going to be watching Terminator when it's redone, and it's going to be like, oh, I, I miss the original one. So the first Terminator, uh, of course, the story is uh, an unknowing mother who has not yet had a baby uh, that is going to be the leader of the resistance for when the machines take over. The the, the machine the machines launch Judgment Day. They uh, kill all humans, and because this one person leads the uh, humans back into uh, victory, they send a Terminator back through time to kill the mother before she knows she's even going to have this child. Uh, retroactive abortion is how it is described in the movie by a, a psychologist. And um, the Resistance is able to send back a fighter to help protect Sarah Connor, who is, in fact, the father of John Connor, who is the person who leads the revolution, which creates a paradox. So if they could stop the war, the war would never happen, the man would never come back through time and never impregnate the woman, and oh my god, I've gone cross-eyed, as Austin Powers said. So don't think about that, just think of the story. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a unstoppable killing machine, Kyle Reese is sent back through time to protect a... Um, She's not the mother of the year. She's not a survivalist. She is just a goofy 80s gal driving around a moped, working as a waitress, and she is thrust into this story, and it takes off from there. And there's some really memorable scenes. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger walking through a police station in L.A. killing everyone is one that really stands out. It um, might have been the first time he said, I'll be back. That might have cemented that as his catchphrase. Um, he he drives right into the front of it and just starts machine gunning people down. He has a 12-gauge autoloader and a assault rifle and a pistol, and he is literally just killing everyone in the whole building. Interesting side note: uh, when I worked at I worked at a gun shop when I was a teenager, um, a local back in Pennsylvania. We had one of those shotguns. It was an FIE 12-gauge autoloader. That was the one that was in the movie. That's the one. We had one in the shop. Nobody in the building, not us kids, not the grown adults, nobody could hold it out straight like Arnold Schwarzenegger did. It just was so heavy, the front end just twisted your hand and your arm. Nobody was strong enough. So this, when I watched him in the movie, like holding it straight out and just shooting, holy hell. Um, it's just it's, it's the gun's so heavy, it just twists your... It twists your uh, wrist, right. like your wrist isn't strong enough to <coughs> right, right, support yeah. it. So it's <coughs> so that's a movie I loved it as a child. It came out in '84. I was a teenager. I loved the hell out of that movie, and I watched it often. And uh, then I then Terminator 2 came out, which was um, a v- same style story, uh, except at this point the mother's in a psych ward, the kid is in a foster home, and a and a real brat. Because he's been led to believe that he's going to be a, the leader, but then they told him, when you know, they took the mother away and said, oh, she's crazy, 
So now he didn't believe her anymore. And um, they send, the, the Terminators again send somebody through time to kill him. And this time it's a liquid metal. Uh, so it does a lot of interesting morphing stuff and interesting um, special effects. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, the original Terminator, is sent back. He's been reprogrammed by John Connor himself to protect him in the past. And wacky shenanigans ensue. Um, that one is... This one's a really good... Um, this one, again, like I said, it vied for the um, top spot, to, in my estimation. It, it almost was better than the original. And I don't say that much about sequels. But it was a very... Um, really good story. Really good everything. And Edward Furlong wasn't weird yet. He was just a kid. And we... That... Yeah. And then the third one came out... And um, this is this time there's a female Terminator who is very attractive. And Arnold, again, the one that sticks out in the third movie, each one of them has some, some kind of like a showcase that's like crazy. T- T2 is the liquid metal guy, gets um, the liquid metal guy gets thrust into liquid nitrogen and then frozen and um, then shatters into pieces. And that's like such a graphic. Uh, great depiction. And in the third one, there is this epic um, crane scene where the Terminators are being drugged behind the crane on a uh, on this cable, and the destruction is literally more than, like, a Category 10 hurricane. Like, they destroy the entire universe as they're beating each other up, and it's um, it's very interesting. And then the fourth one is... This is um, like kind of the war. The, the Judgment Day has happened. This picks up with them trying to beat these machines. That now, now we're in the present where the war has happened. They are fighting, and Christian Bale takes over uh, <laughs> as John Bale. Connor. Yeah, I know, and that's <laughs> god damn it. I mean, I get, it. I get it. Everyone loves him. I get it that he's a good actor. I just don't like the guy. And, it's another Tom Cruise thing. Everyone in the world's like, nah, he's a great actor. He's so good. He's so you know, edgy. And I'm like, son of a bitch, get out of my Terminator series. But here I am. And I don't hate it, I, but I find myself liking the Riff Tracks version of the Terminator Salvation more than the original. Every time uh, you say that name, I crack up. I don't know why. Christian Bale as Dude, Where's My Car? Uh, All right, and that's it. And then there was a show that was short-lived. It was a very good TV show, but the production costs were very high. And in this in this day and age of, hey, let's just point this at a swamp person and, and put that on as Swamp Pawn or, or Dumbass Honey Boo Boo. We're paying them people zero. The production cost is a nickel for a show. The chances of a million-dollar show, a million-dollar-an-episode show going on is not very high. Um, and that's just it. They don't... Nobody invests in shows anymore because they can just film retarded people and put it up and they go, hey, look at this. Isn't this funny? <laughs> it's a swamp critter. And then everyone goes, yeah, that's really funny. And, and that's the end of it. So TV has degraded into a sad pool of sadness. All right. That's my, that's my 100th show. That's your show. opinion of uh, yes. everything. <laughs> yeah. Worldview. Let's not, we're going to keep the big 100 show excited and happy and fun. So yeah, that was you, my you, review. You just brought me down. I don't uh, know what sorry, man. Now. Let's yeah. go out and watch Dude Was My Car. That'll yeah, cheer you right up. Or do something to him. And then, <laughs> so Terminator, um, if, if, I don't know if you, how you could have missed any of it, but it was a very fun, fun series. I can't wait for the fifth one to come out. Um, 
you know, I, I it captured my imagination. I love that kind of stuff. I love time travel. I love big robots. I love explosions. Terminator is a big winner in my book. All of them have something to offer. Even the worst of the whole group is still kind of cool. So that's it. What did you bring to, for us, Dr. Morbius? Well, before we get into that, I have a very important announcement to make. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, do, do, well, do, what do you think about Terminator? Before, I mean, if, I, I, I just saw the first two. Okay, and I, you're probably better off. I mean, yeah, I just saw the first two when they came out, and I thought they were cool movies. And then I didn't. Did, wasn't there like a big, like a long period between the third yes, and the fourth? Yes, the second and the third. And I stopped caring in between that time. Yeah, you're like whatever. So yeah. Huh. So you don't have like the admiration that I do, but. You like like the first one? Did you like the first and second ones? I thought they were good B movies. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think. I mean, the special effects were nice. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it was like sci-fi. You like sci-fi better than I do. I like sci-fi. I really like sci-fi a lot. But yeah, but I'm I'm crazy about it. Like that's yeah, you're crazy about it. No, I'm I'm more of a horror guy, which is cool because you're kind of the sci-fi guy. I'm more of the horror guy. I'm more of like the mystery, suspense, creepy Uh that. And you're more like the sci-fi. I thought they were decent movies. I, th- I think I don't like uh, James Cameron. I think he's made some crap movies since. You know, I thought yeah. those are the two, those are the two best movies he ever made. You yeah. know, not the biggest although, money makers. But. Although, yeah, no kidding. And although one of the things that popped in my head, and I don't know why this was even, there's a love scene where Kyle Reese is finally has sex with um, Linda Hamilton, and Linda Hamilton was was uh, hooked. This was with where Cameron. with Cameron, and I'm like, how would that be like? Filming your girlfriend getting banged by some dude—I I don't. That would be hard for yeah, me. Yeah, well, you know, that, I guess um, that's Hollywood for you, man. I, that must be it. Like, you know, wow. It's all like, hey, you know, it's all fantasy. It's all made. Even the marriages are fantasy. Too, <laughs> exactly, because you know? they ain't lasting as long. They ain't lasting movie. that long, and they probably didn't mean it anyway. You know? All right, so cool. Just, well, I'm sorry to cut into your time. I was just curious what you thought about it. Now, uh, what did you bring for us? How much time do I have? Fifteen minutes, brother. Oh, forget it. I can't do it. I'm just You're kidding. like, I can't work under these conditions. I'll be in my trailer. Play, play a trailer. No. Bring me green only M&Ms, God yeah, damn it. Yeah, it was, who was it who did that? It was a David Lee Roth. He had the brown ones taken out. No, of I the, think it was uh, Celine Dion. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think so, but I could be wrong. Or maybe it was J-Lo. I heard, I heard she's a real fun person to be Yeah, around. I bet she is, yeah. Okay, i got to think of what movie I want to talk about while well, you click your clicker or whatever yeah. um which one should i do okay i know, I know which one i'll talk about because <clears throat> I, I pretty much know all these movies by heart um let's talk about the last man on earth that's a pretty good one yeah that is a good one that's one that you know seen oh yeah, yeah. and uh you know because some of the other ones you may not have seen so that one you know this was a movie one of those kind of like late night tv movies that i saw again back in the kid which was the most impressionable movies that I could ever remember seeing with the stuff that I saw, except for maybe Planet of the Apes that I saw in a the theater. Most of the movies that shaped my, like, you know, uh, list were watched on TV, usually late at night or somewhere along the line. Um, but I caught this one. If I would have caught it when I was younger, it may have freaked me out a little bit, but I was, like, already, like, 12 or something like that. And I just remember, in, you know, having, like, a real sense of sadness about this movie, something that it, I didn't kind of catch in the in the Omega Man even though there was a little bit of it and I've never seen the Will Smith version but it's basically the same story it was written by Richard Mathis and I actually read the book mm. one day when I was working at the comic shop there was no business so that was the only time ever in my life where I sat there and I read a book in one 
Wow. Sitting. I read it during wow. working hours, eight hours. I got nice. paid. I got paid for reading the the I Am Legend or whatever, you know, that day. So, <laughs> yeah, the basic storyline is 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 you know the world. There's some cataclysm, and the people have been turned into like vampires. And for some reason, uh, Vincent Price um, was immune to it. Richard yeah. Price, Vincent Price, or uh, Charlton Heston or Will Smith is immune to it. And what they do is basically go out during the day and kill, you know, the uh, the remaining vampires because, you know, they want to get him because he's alive and they want to, you know, they want... In this movie, in the first one, they, they didn't really specify whether they wanted... They were going to just... They didn't specify a reason that I remember for killing them. I don't... They weren't vampires in the sense that they were going to suck your blood or anything right. like that. But in the book, and even in the movie, there was that blood thing going on because... He had the immunity in his system, and when that woman comes along, he actually like gives her a transfusion and cures her of it. You know, which I, right. which um, which is an interesting concept. In the book, in the book, it was the character was given more. It was more of a Jesus-like thing in a way, you know, because you know it's the blood of my blood and all that stuff. And even in, right. even in the uh, the original one, the uh, the last man on earth. At the very end, Vincent Price gets killed then in a church, you know? Right. So it's kind of an interesting movie in that it's like Richard Matheson, who just passed away, was a great writer. He wrote a lot of sci-fi, wrote episodes of uh, Twilight Zone. I think he might have written a Star Trek. I don't, I'm not sure about that, but right. he was one of the great TV writers. And he put, in in the realm of like a, like a, like a horror movie, there's a lot of layers going on. There. And as a kid, maybe you're not getting them. But subconsciously, they're there, you know, and that's the kind of movies that last in your right. And your something that challenges you, or t- or yeah, that th- makes you yeah. wonder why is this? What's the deal well, here? Th- just like with my how I was trying to describe the day the Earth stood still to me, yeah, exactly. And I couldn't. I don't know what resonates with me. It just does. It really touches me deeply, you know. Now, in the original story, isn't it more like at first you're watching it through Charleston Heston's eyes, or or no, Vincent, no, Vincent Price, Price. or I, I, I just meant like or Will Smith, whoever the. But in the end... Morgan was his yeah, first movie. In the end, don't they switch around and say, well, the reason we're after you is because you're like the boogeyman. Exactly. You come and kill us in our sleep. Exactly. And the whole exactly. time the whole time you're like, yeah, kill That's those exactly zombies. exactly right. And then That's the zombies... That gives like, it that weird, like, oh, wait a minute. No, yeah. you're the bad guy. You're, yeah, no, no, you are. Just because we look like fiends or creeps and, no, it, and we're bloodsuckers or whatever, but they don't even ever well, do what, that. Well, what was happening was is that, like, yeah, during the day, Vincent Price would go out and kill... You know, dead people that would come up, but there was a there was a group that had come up with like a a, a a cure, but it wasn't a permanent cure. So basically, what was happening was Vincent Price was going around killing some of their people, and then they were like, "Wait a minute, you know, what the hell are you doing? You know, why are you killing our people? You know?" And he's like, "Well, you know, your people are the ones that are coming here trying to kill me." So it was just kind of like, you know, who was like you said, who's the bad guy and who's the good guy? Right. They they did have somewhat of they had somewhat of a cure, somewhat of a cure, but they weren't totally human like him. And he actually when he did the when he did the transfusion, the woman that was brought to him, mm. you know, he made her into you know he made her human. She's the one at the end who like yelled at the people that he was the last man on earth because basically you killed the real last man on earth because even though you have a cure, you're not like real humans anymore and then there was another subplot with a little dog that as a kid kind of touched me a little bit because you know and all that you know and he saves the dog and then he gets killed and and honestly if it wasn't for the last man on earth you wouldn't have had the walking dead 
because they're basically they're basically ripping off the same idea that something came to Earth and instead of turning people into vampires, they're turning them into zombie. And you know, you're Vincent Price stuck in his house, uh, Night of the Living Dead stuck in that house, i.e. Walking Dead stuck in a prison or whatever. It's the same story. Really? To me, it, this story is like is like the genesis of what goes, you know, the the biggest television phenomenon there is right now. So, really? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I so think wait, so. What, the Walking Dead is stuck in a prison, is that? The, right now, the, 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 sto- the current storyline is that they're stuck in a prison, but there was a storyline before where they were like, you know, they have to hide out from the zombies somewhere, you know, so they always have to go to somewhere the and lock themselves. Place, yeah, exactly, you know. a fortified place. It's the same thing as the last man on Earth. So, yeah, the, the last two seasons, they found a prison which was habited, but they cleaned it out and they're stuck in there, but of course, they get you know, they get invaded by zombies. And then a couple of them went out and found a village that this one guy called the governor had kind of like created where he fortified it. So it almost was like a regular village, but they had people on, you know, they had gunmen on the outside killing the zombies. So it's the same story mm-hmm. right there. Last man on earth, walking dead. Go watch this movie. This is where it all came from. Go read the book, which is, which is where it kind of like came from. Obviously they're doing it different now, but it really is the same thing. Wow, that's yeah. pretty wild. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it it really is. I mean, that's why when people go about how great The Walking Dead is, I go, well, I saw this thing like 40 years ago, <laughs> and I thought it was Same pretty great story. back when yeah. it was black and white and simple. And now all you're doing is turning it into like a, a, a you know a 10 year soap opera, and you're just killing off characters and the, the yeah. whole the whole genesis. There's nothing to get on a thing about this show, which is a decent show. The whole thing about this show is you don't know who's going to get off next. It's almost like Survivor in a way. You know they've they've kind of combined the Last Man on Earth with Survivor. So it's like oh my God, we care about these characters and now they're gone. You know you're like yeah okay let, let's let's get to a resolution here, but. Hell no! As long as as long as oh, AMC, whoever can make all this money off it, it along, there will man. be no resolution to this storyline. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Where the Last Man on Earth does it in 90 minutes, the Omega Man in a little bit over that. The book, you know, you can read it in about three or four hours. I mean, yeah. I think I think it's as almost far like as, a short story that, or it's, it's it's a novel, but it's only like a 200-page novel. I mean, I was saying, I read uh-huh. it I read it an eight-hour day, but in between intervals of con- of a little bit of work and going out or whatever, so. You can read it like in a day or whatever, but yeah, that is the that is the basis to like what is considered the ultimate, you know, TV big mega, mega, you know, uh, big deal fandom show right there. Last Man on Earth. Huh. Watch it and get and, and figure out where it came yeah, from. Yeah, it's true. That's so pretty. I think I mean I wasn't even honestly I wasn't even going gonna go on this rant about it because I was all I was I was gonna actually talk about another movie, but I just figured hey, you know that might be a good one because me and you. I've seen it, and then it just and well, then, also, and then it dawned so, on me. Yeah, you're like, yeah, this is it where just, this whole thing just dawned on me right now. This is total riffing. I didn't sit down and think about it, but <laughs> I mean, as, that, that's the good thing about this show is that we're kind of spontaneous about it. But this whole riff is basically from just thinking about you know that mm-hmm, storyline mm-hmm. of being barricaded and having to fight against the world, and you're being the only ones. You know, I was so. surprised at how good Vincent Price was in that. Yeah, and you know, back then not, people not ha- people him. didn't like him. Not, I mean, I'm not dissing him at all, but no, he 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 takes it up a notch or two in this movie. In that movie, man, he's he's really good. He was and he was and playing he, against type because he wasn't a leading man type. He was just like this big kind of like I don't know whatever he wanted. Yeah, librarian type dude or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, he just was like he was just a regular guy. You know, didn't look tough, big. You know, but, yeah. But he definitely he's going out and doing his you know business. And at the end when he's 
he's lying in the couch with the music turned up so he doesn't hear have to hear all the yeah he's tur- drowning them out with music yeah and know? then he, he sometimes you can hear like his his dead wife knocking on the door or whatever God i mean damn, just yeah. the whole that whole thing that was the one where he would drink himself he every would drink night himself to drink every night yeah, yeah. Tonight he would every night he would drink himself to sleep because of dr- the noise yeah. and and um yeah. i i in, in all honesty that's a luxury you could never afford in that world yeah um no, yeah if you got drunk or or whatever you'd, you'd probably end up getting killed and, and that whole know. thing about going out during you know i mean obviously in the walking dead you, it's all the time but in this movie during the day and going out to the supermarkets and getting that's that whole story that whole thing is in walking dead yeah. and all that stuff so yeah it's pretty interesting the whole i'm not a huge zombie fan but neither I, am I, I but i have a lot of that kind of stuff in my uh, uh, catalogs just because there's been some really interesting stories written throughout you know w- with that as like a subplot but i don't know and even and th- and those I guess you couldn't say that they're zombies per se, they're just a f- I don't know infected humans like I you don't even know like because that's well, the, well, in the Walking Dead the zombies are infected humans right and and yeah like I'm just trying to like mince words here but like yeah. zombies have been re- remade so many different ways so many different times you don't even know what's there is no classic zombie anymore otherwise other than they Night want of brains Night the Living Dead would be the only one you know? Night of the Living Dead yeah and you know but then they re-envisioned them as being fast now they could run really fast and uh, and the Will Smith one they had they were like that where they they were really fast moving psychos and something you're like well I don't know about that but um yeah, I don't know there's just a lot going on it's a different it's, it's definitely um has gained a lot of popularity over the years oh yeah zombies um you know, are really interesting, and, and to the va- to the point where you can even get um, at the shooting range, you can get targets that look like zombies, and when you hit them, um, green stuff pops out of them, like well, green blood bags burst. Well, when, when, which when, is odd. When, but, you, yeah, when you keep fun. when you keep not you, but in, in in media and stuff in general talking about oh nuclear war, end of the world, oh a comet's gonna hit us and all that. There's a movie called Night of the Comet about a comet that hits and turns people into zombies. So it all falls into that. They call it dystopian or apocalyptic future thing. Right. That's real. That's been popular for a while. Night of the Comet was one I actually wanted to watch. I I've heard interesting reviews about it. Not that it's a great movie, but it's it, it's one that is kind of cool. I think I think that's one we should yeah, visit. Yeah, about one the day. Valley Girls. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's right. like it's a very interesting mix of Valley Girl '80s culture and Night of the Comet, which is like you're saying the end of the world kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, so that'd yeah. be a real fun one to do. Uh, yeah. We we should we should try and find that. All right, man. That's all right, all I got. that's all we got. That's all I got too. We're gonna, we're gonna. I guess we're celebrating by ending about a minute early, but that's okay. Well, um, um, thank you all for giving us 100 episodes of uh, fun and entertainment, and keep on going. I hope that we'll be we, able to did, did go. Did we get any listeners writing or anything? Did we get any comments? I didn't. Uh, I didn't even put it out. I forgot to put it out. Okay. It, the, you know, right now we're filming this. This is the day. The, those few days in between Christmas and New Year's. You know, the end of the year is difficult. It, it, there's so much crap going on, and there's so much holiday and work and holiday and work, and you're like, eh. So, yeah, I forgot to... I should have put out to the listeners saying, what was your favorite for our show? What was your favorite stuff? Give well, us you your just, top ten. You just but, did right now. So. Yeah. But Give us your top ten. Yeah, go ahead. Send them in. If you're listening, please send in your top ten list to the Facebook group. And we'll, and we'll read them. And we'll read them. And we'll discuss yeah. them. Why not? And we'll right. call you. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we won't call you. Uh, so basically, yay. Yay for that. I hope that you're uh, around to listen to us, give our 200th episode, 
and on, infinity and beyond. With that, I'm Mal. With me, as always, Dr. Morbius. Some parts unknown. We'll see you in uh, 101. See you next year. Next year for show 101.